Tim Lam has been a Hong Kong comedian since 2015. He's originally from Toronto. What's a surprising or shocking thing that's happened to you? I have gotten arrested in Singapore. That was shocking and surprising. How long ago was this? Oh, God. Uh, I know it was before I started comedy, so I think 2013, 2014. Okay. What happened? Yeah. Uh, it was during Christmas, and I recently moved to Hong Kong, just flew back home to uh, Singapore to, uh, you know, see some friends and family. And on Christmas Eve, I met some old coworkers from a, from a bank. And, like, I, I haven't been a finance guy for around a year at that point. And they decided to drink like I still worked in a bank. So they went fucking hard. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And next thing I know, I was being kicked awake by police officers in some random guy's backyard on the other side of the island. And I was just completely naked. Wow. Yeah. Did I you, mean, I, so you blacked out at some point in that evening? Yeah. And I smelled like vomit. So I think I did it to myself. Got arrested, spent the day in jail. Uh, they had to keep me over because usually they'll go like, if you were just caught, you know, uh, covering your own vomit, clothed in someone's backyard, they'll be fine. We'll just give you a ticket or whatever. But because I was naked, they had to investigate the whole thing because it could have been something a lot more insidious. Luckily, it wasn't. But um, I, yeah, I uh, got let off with a warning and uh, got bailed out, which was probably the best Christmas present I've ever gotten. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait, so, okay. So, whose backyard did you end up in? I have no idea. So this was somebody's house? Yep, somebody's house. I mean, we all went, we were all drinking in the center of the city. And then I just, I was woken up in some random part of the island. So I have no idea how I got there either. And did any, did you talk to your coworkers after and ask them what might have happened? I did. They said I got into a cab and that was the last time they saw me. Okay. And yeah. they, what's Singapore jail like? Like, the only images of jail I've seen are the ones in the U.S.? Oh, yeah, like, the ones that are real hardcore. I mean, uh, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I, again, it was Christmas Eve. It, it, for some reason, it wasn't that full for Christmas Eve. Because okay. I guess, I mean, people had family things to do. So uh, it wasn't, yeah, it was clean. Uh, it wasn't too bad, actually. They put you in an orange jumpsuit? Like, you were naked at this point, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, they didn't have jumpsuits. They had, like, these khaki shorts and a T-shirt. Okay. So, like, th that was their uniform. So I got one of those, uh, spent the day in there. Food wasn't great. It was, like, rice and beans. So that was, that was an interesting experience. I mean, I couldn't really eat anything because I was just so hungover at the time. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll see how it tastes next time. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh wow! Did they um, they take mugshots? Yeah, they got the whole mugshots thing. But um, since I got let off with a warning, nothing really. You know, I don't think they kept it or anything like that. You don't I think mean, there's that, anything on your permanent record? Oh no, I mean it was a warning. I got a letter and that was it. So wait, no yeah. fine, no nothing, no jail time, no, no fine, nothing. no really. 
I think it was because it was my first offense and I uh, I had a pretty good job at the time. So they went like, and like the circumstances of the holidays, you know? So it was more, the guy got shit hammered and somehow for some reason stripped and like jumped the wall into some guy's backyard. Yeah. That's actually kind of surprising. Like, yeah, <laughs> you you don't often hear about the Singapore system being so forgiving. How how many how long were you there for? A uh, better part of a day, like okay. for the entire day. And when I was walking out, the uh, one of the jailers actually looked at me. It's like, hey, you know, uh, I'm working again tonight. So if you gotta get drunk, you can come back here. Like, yeah, <laughs> all right, awesome. Open invitation. I guess. Hey, save us having to pick you up. Uh, just swing by here now that you know the address, and we'll just put you straight into a cell. Was it like a cell or a drunk tank, or were it like? Yeah, it was you... more of a. It was. It was more of a drunk tank, I guess. Yeah, it was. It was a drunk tank. Did you have cellmates? Nah, nah. I mean, there were other people, but they were all put into different. You know, I for some reason they were they had like a lot of these lined up, kind of in cell block style. So I guess it was a mix between a cell and a drunk tank. Okay. And who bailed you out? Uh, my parents. <laughs> okay. What did they say? How'd they react? Oh, not too bad. Cause my family's been through like other members of my family have done way worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a reason why some of us can't actually be in Hong Kong these days either. Wow. All uh-huh. right. Okay. Can we get into that? That sounds I juicy. Don't... It, 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 I mean, my parents never really told me what happened. It's just that my uncle can't legally – it's either he can't legally be here or if he does, he'll get fucked up by some people. I don't know the full story, but like, um, it has something to do with money, of course. And uh, I don't know. If, if, if the threat is he might get fucked up by some people if he comes back. That all happened like 15 years ago. They're all dead at this point, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, okay. So there's a long history. That's so crazy. Have, do you have siblings? I have a younger sister. And I take it, has she gotten into any trouble like that? No, no, she's the better one. Like, she's, uh, <laughs> she, she got into McGill, for Christ's sakes. She okay. got into McGill. She's going to be a vet and all that shit. It's like, yeah, she's definitely the favorite you, you kind of broke uh, the mold you broke the mold and paved the way for her to to live her own life maybe i don't know i maybe i think i'm uh, kind of just living that failed first son thing that so many other asian families have to go through eventually what do you think that's about what do you th- that's i think it's i've never heard that stereotype before but it's an interesting one no i mean it's i mean uh, i it depends on how traditional your upbringing is, I guess, because mine were real traditional, like the uh, tiger parents thing. So it was a lot of pressure to, you know, succeed, go into finance, get a job in finance and all that stuff. And I, I, I don't know, it just burns you out real quick. No, I hear you. No, I totally see that with other people, too. Yeah, no, you're right. I've never put that together. Just in that pressure of that first sibling going back to the junk tank thing did like how do you remember how much the bail was uh no not really okay so they like, your parents never hold it held it over your head they never brought it up no no i mean they do once in a while but i don't really talk to my parents a whole lot these days anyways like i still talk to my dad quite a bit and uh but just i cut off i've cut off contact with my mom for a while 
Okay. All right. Um, that sounds pretty heavy. So probably not go into that too much. I mean, I it, it forms the basis of my set. So. Oh, is it really? If, yeah, case. if I do go into it, I'll actually start, end up just doing a tight five anyways. <laughs> okay, got it. So can I ask more about it since you talk about it on stage? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Like, okay, so you don't talk to your mom anymore. How long has yeah. have you not talked to her for? Around five years now, like and since I started comedy. Interesting. Around. Oh, that's a yeah. perfect time. I mean, th- th- those two things that are, like, mutually exclusive. They didn't have anything to do with each other. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, it just they both and happened to happen at the around the same time. Do you think doing comedy helped you realize how messed up your childhood was? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always knew it was kind of messed up, but uh, I didn't know it was as like as soon as I talked to other people about it, they went like, "Yeah, that's really fucked." Like, I mean, like, my parents. Uh, my mom used to beat the shit out of me and then tell me to kill myself. So apparently that wasn't normal. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, that is. Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nah, it's fine at this point. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, she called me like a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it was my sister that called me because she's stuck in at home during quarantine. Okay. And when I picked up the phone, she just hit the, she hit the speaker. And it was my mom screaming in the background about how my sister and I should kill ourselves. And this was already five years into us not talking and all that. So I was actually fine with it because whatever's going on in her head, I am definitely winning right now. Wow, that is so crazy. So just even a couple weeks ago, she's still saying abusive stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my uh, I talked to my dad about it later. And he's like, she's having a real rough time with this. All right, shifting gears. Have you ever gotten into a fight? Uh, I mean, I used to compete in Muay Thai, so a few. How long ago was that? Officially stopped competing in all that back around 2013, 2014. How long did you train for? Oh, it started when I was really fucking young. Like when I was around 10, I started Taekwondo. And then got a black belt in that, and then decided to switch into you know full contact fighting, so Muay Thai, boxing, whatnot. Dude, then, I uh, never knew that about you. Lasted me through college, and then a little through that. But like in the end, I knew first of all I wasn't that good, and in the end, my body couldn't keep up anymore because like uh, back in two thousand nine, I actually shattered my arm, and. Uh, the bone one of the bone fragments cut through the cut through the radial nerve on my left arm and it just you know yeah how'd you shatter it i was sparring and apparently there was a stress fracture there from before and i didn't know and uh i decided to do something cute and do some mayweather shit during a sparring round and like kind of move out and hook them at the same time but i end up you know kind of just slapping them really hard and just kind of blew out my arm oh. yeah like it gets i heard a pop and then i thought that was dislocated and i just pointed at someone because uh the adrenaline was still there so i thought it was just dislocated so i pointed at another one it's like uh pointed at one of the guys decides i pull on my arm and put a pop it back into place with the shock and adrenaline happening at the same time you don't feel that pain at first it's like 
the recovery period that's the most painful, I guess. How long did it take for it to get back to functioning? The actual arm was probably like I was in the cast for six months, uh, not six months, six weeks, which was normal. And then it turned out that I had like, I just couldn't move my arm anymore. So they decided to go in and then just, and then they found out like the, uh, the nerve kind of like was cut and then wrapped around the bone shards. So it didn't really fuse together properly either. So they had to go in, like remove everything, put the nerves back together and then put a titanium plate underneath on the bone. Wait, so you have a titanium plate in your arm right now? Yeah. And it's like too big and all that to actually take out. So it's kind of stuck with me. Oh, so you got a bionic arm. How's it feel now? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, a lot. It, it's really weird. Like when I, I can flex and all that and just feel like there, there's a chunk of my arm missing for some reason. That's so crazy that you punched somebody so hard that you broke your own arm. That's basically. Slapped. I slapped them. <laughs> you slapped somebody so hard you broke your own arm. <laughs> wow and so you come you competed in some fights yeah yeah uh four fights i started off pretty good and then i just got progressively worse as the arm got worse how many of those fights did you win uh i two of i am i well my final record was two and two so okay two wins two losses two wins two losses yeah yeah damn dude that's the hardcore dude i did not know that about you What's the time you were scared? Oh, um, I mean, every time I you step in the ring, you have to be kind of scared. That's, Compared I mean, to doing comedy, which is scarier? Oh, definitely fighting. All right. What's one of your fondest memories? I don't know. My, fir- my first win. My first win was really good. Like, my very first fight and my very first win was a very fond memory of mine. Yeah, what happened? Like, Oh, it was just how well the fight went. Because, I mean, the first half round was pretty rough. I got tagged a few times. And then I just, you know, started moving. Like, I remembered that I was faster than him. And then just, uh, it, it was like, I was touching at will after that. And it was, I think it was just how I won, like, like all those years of hard work distilled to that one moment that was probably the that why it was a fun memory for me too how did you win oh i just lit him the fuck up <laughs> like as in you knocked him out or as in you just no i didn't knock him i didn't knock him out but like uh i just it was i was essentially dancing around him just hitting him at will at that point got it okay all right yeah. so he tagged you in the first half round but then you were even yeah. faster than him and then just yeah, I he mean, just couldn't yeah. touch you. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it, I was fighting up a weight class for some reason. So, like, I guess in the and yeah, in the back of my head, I finally remembered. It's like, yeah, I'm faster than most people in this weight class, so I need to, you know, fall back on my strength instead of standing right in front of him. Try to train shots. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're able to duck his shots and still get yours in. Yeah, I was just like, how like. I don't know. It was just everything surrounding that moment that kind of sticks with me, I guess. No, that's nice. Yeah. All that time training, a lifetime of training for it to pay off like that so that you can be untouchable. Yeah. And I can see why that's a good memory. 
To finish off, could we get your twist on the closing phrase? Oh, right. yes. A mouse did run, my story is done. A mouse did run, and my story is done. <laughs>